The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about what's missing from the parks during reopening that we miss the most, and when we think these things will come back. Final episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered for bonus content. Or if you're looking to plan a vacation, you can email me, josephchung at travelmation.net, and I can be your travel agent, do all the hard work for you, at no cost to you. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So the parks have been open for a few months now, and we kind of know what is not coming back for a while at least, or we can at least start hoping and dreaming for when some of these things will come back. So, you know, we thought we'd take a break from talking about social distancing in the attractions to talk about what are the things in the Disney parks right now that we are missing. And, you know, we should start with this gigantic caveat that like overall, we are very much missing being in the parks. You know, for me, uh, I've already canceled like multiple Disney World trips. And for you, Leslie, you know, I would say the thing you're missing the most is Disneyland's very existence, right? Yeah, that's been really difficult, especially because, you know, I had that trip booked, like, I don't know, nine days after the parks closed. So I was supposed to have been there in the third week of March. And I've rescheduled that trip now three times. And uh, it's just now (laughs) going to be rescheduled again. Yeah, and we fully acknowledge that these are first world problems that we are talking about. But, you know, we do really miss being in the parks. And so what's the best solution for missing being in the parks? Talking about further things that you miss that aren't in the parks right now. Actually, now that I say that out loud, this is probably a terrible idea. But uh, we think it will be interesting for people. And, you know, it gives us a chance to look in the future and to look forward to what we will hope and be excited to see come back soon. So what we're going to be doing is uh, we're going to be talking about things that we're missing in the parks that are missing right now because of COVID-19, because of, you know, adjustments that Disney has made during their reopening. So Leslie and I both chose uh, three things that we wish were still at the parks right now. Uh, and so, you know, we're just going to go through our lists and, you know, we'd love to hear your lists. You know, you can let us know DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. So Leslie, start us off. I think you're going to be very true to form in this, but what are you missing that's not in the parks right now? I'm missing park hopping, Joe. It is definitely my Disneyland bias show showing because I park hop a ton when I'm in Disneyland, between Disneyland and California Adventure. So that has carried over to how I do Walt Disney World, even though the transportation factor is much more challenging there. But I'm a big fan of doing one of the parks during the day and then hopping to Epcot at night because I love all the food choices at Epcot. So with that 
not possible right now. I think that's really a big miss. I mean, even with the shorter park hours we have and all of that right now, there's just no way to do some of the food and wine festival or whatever food festival is happening and then hit attractions in another park. So park hopping is a big hole for me right now at Walt Disney World. What do you think? I think that like the reason why park hopping is something that I wish was there right now. I don't feel as strongly as you do about it, of course. But the reason why I am missing it, at least conceptually, because I'm missing being in Disney World at all, it's because, like we've talked about, like Epcot, it's it's just not like a full park right now. And even Hollywood Studios, yeah, like yes, it has one of the best and newest attractions or two of the best and newest attractions on Disney World campus. But at the same time, right, like it's not like a full day park, like the shows are closed. You know, there's only like so many things that you can do and not having park hopping, not having that ability to spend the rest of your day at a different park, it really kind of just limits the efficiency that you can have with your time at Disney World. And I'm not even saying go on the Force March of Happiness or something like that. But like the fact of the matter is one thing that can help slow down the force martial happiness is having things like shows or like sitting down to enjoy a meal or whatever. But you know, some people right now don't want to sit down and enjoy a meal indoors. If you want to go see a show, you can't even go see a show. So there's only a limited amount of things you can do in each park. You know, I would say Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, it applies to all three. Really only Magic Kingdom can you like really fill up a day and feel like you, you know, have no time left on the table. So not being able to park hop, it really does hurt the experience overall. Not that, you know, it makes it impossible, but you know, it's just that luxury would be even nicer to have at like times like this right now. So Joe, do you know if park hoppers are coming back or not? I mean, they are at some point, but but when would that be? Well, I can tell you that they are on sale. So any ticket starting on January 1st, 2021, you can add a park hopper to. Future Joe here cutting in with some breaking news. Disney just announced how it's going to work. So we don't know in practice yet, but basically the way it's going to work is that you still select your first park. And then after 2 p.m., if you have a park hopper or an annual pass or whatever, you will be able to hop to another park. Uh, One important fact is that If you are hopping to Hollywood Studios, you cannot get on Rise of the Resistance, so you can only go on Rise of the Resistance or get a boarding group if that was your first park for the day. But it sounds like they bring park hopping back. Still not quite sure the details, but uh, that's what we know so far. All right, back to past Joe and Leslie. All right, to be continued. So Joe, why don't we turn to your first pick? What are you missing at Disney World right now? Let's just start with the shows and the entertainment. You know, I... I'm missing like conceptually the ability to like be walking by and then you see a show happening at the castle, you know, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. Or, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like sometimes if I roll in a little late, the Main Street trolley show is going on and they're you know singing and dancing around the trolley. And I love that. And I know my kids would love that. And they just can't do that kind of entertainment right now. I'm not even talking about parades. I'm just talking about these like little kind of one-off entertainments or an Epcot, you know, you have street performers and stuff like that. You know, they're not doing this kind of stuff right now because they don't want people to gather around. And unfortunately, we know that like a lot of these performers have been laid off. And so I really feel like, you know, even though I'm an attractions first type of person, it's these shows, it's this ancillary entertainment that really kind of rounds out uh, the Disney experience. So, you know, I'm really missing that those things aren't there and you know after i wrote this down in the notes i uh was uh listening to main street uh music all day and my wife asked me what was wrong with me but i have no apologies no apologies at all i can't tell you how many times i've started streaming my old own videos of the dapper dance because <laughs> i yeah, totally like the dapper that. dance aren't like oh it's just it's just terrible so well, 
Well, they were out for for Halloween, so yeah. you know. But yeah, I guess the Dabber Dans are still safer now. So yeah, no, but I, I I miss that too because that really is what distinguishes Disney parks from other theme parks is just the sheer amount of entertainment that's happening around you. I mean, you're not going to see something like that if you go to a Six Flags or so without without it, you know, what's the real differential starting to be? I mean, those are reduced. So yeah, I mean, even though I'm not a shows person and I'm not a streetmosphere kind of person, that is definitely noticeable to be missing yeah because it's just like in the background and you know it's just there and you know sometimes you stop to enjoy it sometimes uh you don't Uh, unfortunately i just looked it up as you were talking a few of the dapper dance have been laid off it's actually there's not only four of them so um that's oh no i didn't know that oh yeah because there's yeah there's several sets at disney world and of course at disneyland so i've seen them doing quite a lot of videos over the course of the parks being closed so the magic moments videos so that breaks my heart yeah, real bummer. All right, uh, let's uh, move on to more positive stuff, although I guess this is all the stuff that's missing, so hopefully this isn't a bummer for everybody. But uh, we're just waxing poetic about the stuff we love at Disney World. So what else are you missing right now? All right, again, I guess this is my Disneyland bias. I'm missing extra magic hours, but I mean, I know they're not as valuable at Walt Disney World because they tend to make crowds worse at that park for the day, especially, you know, the morning extra magic hour parks. But, you know, there's still value to that. I mean, when I go to Disney World, I want to really soak up as much of that forced march of happiness as possible. And extra magic hours enables that, you know, and just generally speaking, I mean, the longer park hours I miss because right now the days are just so truncated for folks. And I mean, I guess that makes sense given that only one park really has a full day's worth of attractions and, and things to do, but it just doesn't give guests the same flexibility to, you know, if they're the night owls to stay out really late or if they're the early birds to get up really early. So you're just losing a lot of flexibility and choice on your vacation right now, not having the additional hours and not having that extra on property benefit of the extra magic hours. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's Disneyland bias. You know, I think that is one of the reasons why people choose to stay on site and not having that now really hurts the value of proposition for staying on site at Disney World. So, you know, I think that's a very fair shout. I also think they could bring it back at any time. I think once the capacity hits a certain level, they will bring it back. I don't think they're not having extra magic hours right now for any like social distancing type reasons. I think the reasons are it's just not worth it because the ho- you know not all the hotels are even open yet right so there's just not enough people and especially at limited capacity in the parks like there's not enough people going in to justify you know bringing in a full uh, workforce to staff the park for that extra hour so you know i think it's a financial thing not a social distancing thing right now so it'll come back as they increase the park capacity but you know i'm not sure exactly when that will be yeah i think that could be one of the first things that comes back of these various things we're talking about on our list. I could see that sort of being like the gateway to bringing back other changes and bringing back sort of normalcy at Walt Disney World, but we'll see. All right, Joe, well, moving on to your number two pick, what do you have for us in terms of what's missing in COVID era Disney World? Yeah, so I'm definitely missing character meet and greets. And I actually think this will be one of the last things to come back. I do not think that... The coronavirus will actually be transmitted from Pluto's fur or, you know, his uh, costume or whatever. But I do think that's probably a higher risk to the cast members who are there 
you know, I think it's a low risk to the guests, but it's a high risk to the cast members. And I also think the optics of a ton of people touching the same costume over and over again, even if it was okay, uh, the optics are too bad. So I'm really missing character meet and greets though, because, you know, I really, with the age that my kids are at, like I really associate being able to have the kids hug the characters, get signatures and stuff like that. You know, that's a really huge part of their Disney experience right now. You know, they are still chickens on the rides. I mean, my daughter is finally like getting into roller coasters, but in general, you know, they're still big chickens, but they do love the characters. And so it's just really a piece of the Disney experience that's missing, um, not being able to interact with the characters right now. And yeah, they have the cavalcades and yeah, they have the funny characters being out there. And, you know, for kids who have never been to Disney World, it's probably all the same to them. But for myself and my kids, I think we're definitely missing the ability to get autographs and hug the characters right now. What about you guys? I know you're not as into characters as we are. Well, my kids still enjoy it and we love getting the photographs with the characters and we are big, big fans of character meals. I mean, that's usually when we get our character time in. So I'm hopeful at least that they can find ways to bring back more character meals. I mean, obviously that's done from more of a distance, but it's sort of like a happy medium between, you know, what they started with and what the sort of end result is going to be of bringing back the regular character meet and greets. So maybe there's some compromise solution down the road. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that is, again, part of sort of the atmosphere of the Disney parks is, you know, you're walking along and you're seeing, a, you know, a character and, you know, seeing kids get, get hugs from that favorite character. And that brings so much joy, even if you're not the one doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I am like very glad that we waited in line to see Aladdin and Jasmine, my daughter's current favorite pair. If we hadn't done that in January, uh, I don't know when we would have been able to do that. So super glad we got that experience and really missing those characters. All right. So what's your final thing that you are missing in the parks? All right. I have a feeling you're missing this too, Joe. I'm missing FastPass Plus. And yes, it's not as good of a system as Disneyland's Max Pass. But the lines are getting longer at Walt Disney World, and I don't do lines at Disney parks. And without FastPass Plus, there just aren't as many ways to hack the queues right now. I mean, yes, you can rope drop, but you can only rope drop so many attractions. Or yes, you can wait till the end of the day when you know certain attractions have shorter queues. But, you know, again, there's only so many hours in that. And maybe you don't want to stick around parks all day long just waiting for that. So I miss the the hackability that you and I enjoy, and I know you miss the FastPass Plus refresh. Come on, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say this is like, I was thinking about going, soccer season got extended, so I ended up, I wouldn't have gone anyway, but I was thinking of being there this week. You know, I actually had a flight yesterday that I canceled. You know, I almost forgot. You know, I'm not doing too good of a job remembering of all these uh pretend trips that i'm booking you know i'm only canceling at the very last minute but i canceled it no cancellation fee or anything like that but i was supposed to be in the park this week but what really sealed it for me not being able to go is that there are longer lines and there is no way for me to hack around it uh with fast pass plus and i want to be careful when i say this not having fast pass plus like Sarah said, Sarah Gilliland, who you know we interviewed about her experience a couple weeks ago, not having Fast Plus Plus is better for the average Disney World guest. Overall, the lines are going to be shorter for everyone. It's going to be less complicated, so it's better for them. However, for people like us, you know, Fast Pass Plus was our way to really cut down on wait times. It's not cheating the system; it's just using the system that Disney gave us. And so, not having that ability, like I, I don't wait 
for Magic Carpets of Aladdin, right? I just fast pass that and know I can get that at like 4 p.m. in the day. You know, now I would have to wait 15 to 20 minutes to do that. You know, so it's an inherent disadvantage for people like us who really knew and understood the FastPass Plus system and used it. I do think it's going to come back. I don't know when, but I, I do think it's going to come back. They have too much invested in that technology. And I hope I'm right on this one. You know, I do not want to be proven wrong on this one. Oh, Joe, we might have to like retire podcasting if we don't have anything to talk about in terms of hacking fast, fast lines. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So Disney, so, keep us alive. Yeah. And Backside of Magic, they knew what they were doing when they got out of the game. You know, oh, totally, totally. Yeah. So props to <laughs> you, Ryan guys. and Jeremy. Props yeah. to you. All right, Joe. Well, I know you've got one more pick for us. So lay it on us. Yep. So I will end this episode with the way that I really feel like every night at Disney World should be ended. And that is with the nighttime spectaculars. I am just so bummed out that like they do not exist right now. And you and I or a lot of people just witnessed a gigantic fireworks cer- ceremony with like drones and stuff like that, that kind of showed me the possibility of what you can do with drones, which had been rumored to be added to, you know, Epcot's harmonious fireworks ceremony. And so, you know, these nighttime spectaculars, I know why they don't exist right now. I mean, I hate how crammed the pub gets in front of the castle for happily ever after and stuff like that. Like, you know, you are shoulder to shoulder with people most of the time, quite literally. But ending a night at Disney World with fireworks, I know you're off riding rides when there's no line there. But for me, you know, that's how a night at Disney World should end. And so I'm really missing those nighttime spectaculars. And, you know, even if you're not in the parks, you know, sometimes you're just like on your way back to the hotel and you see fireworks in the background. You know, it's just really a part of the overall experience. I don't know when they're going to be able to come back, but I just cannot wait for the nighttime spectaculars to come back to Disney World. Well, I know one of our favorite Disney podcasts, uh, Disney Dish, was hinting about Harmonious maybe debuting earlier than we might have suspected with COVID. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll find a way to do some of it. But although, I don't know, did you see the crowds that assembled for the lighting of the castle earlier this week for the holidays. It was not ideal. It was not super socially distanced. So that to me maybe previewed that this would not be a good idea to have these nighttime spectaculars draw more people. I don't know. Yeah. Was that a one-time thing or every night they light it up? I think every night, right? Yeah. But I think for the first one for the holiday season, that was, it was busier. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, we should, I mean, we should have mentioned it at the top, but we are very much in the midst of uh, a second or third wave of this illness right now. You know, I am, you know, hospitalizations are up in Massachusetts and, you know, things are getting rough again. Of course, it's getting cold up here too. And, you know, I think it's the same in Florida. So, you know, we know how to fight the virus better, but still people are getting sick. So I do not envy the people at Disney trying to decide, you know, whether, you know, because Disney Dish was saying they kind of need Harmonious to like have people actually go to Epcot. But I don't envy them trying to make that decision, you know, uh, what, no. what is going to work. I, I I was thinking about Epcot. Like, I feel like if you only have limited capacity at Epcot, because like I've been at Epcot on a full day and whether it was Illuminations or uh, Epcot Forever, which wasn't that good, granted. But like you could like it was not that super crowded, even on a full day. The mitigating factor, of course, is Harmonious would be a new nighttime spectacular. So maybe more people would go. But like Epcot is probably the place where you could have a nighttime spectacular and have people mostly spread out around the World Showcase. Whereas like Hollywood Studios and Disney World, like that's not, I mean, 
Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, that's not happening. It's way too crowded there to have a nighttime spectacular right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Epcot is the place. And I guess they'd have to do that before park hopping came back because that wouldn't be good news. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point. All right. So that's what we're missing. That's missing from the parks right now uh, because of social distancing and stuff like that. But, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. So you can email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Leslie, do you have a Disney do or don't with for us? All right, Joe. So for folks who are buying tickets kind of speculatively right now from Disney directly, I would say buy the lowest common denominator ticket, you know, the fewest number of days, the non-park hopper option, because you can always add things on as they become available, but you can't really do the refund thing if, you know, you change your plans and all of that good stuff. So I would say definitely sort of start small given all the unknowns right now and and be prepared to add to that. Of course, if you're buying, you know, from one of the discounted resellers, it's a different story. But if you're buying from Disney directly, hedge your bets. Yeah. And remember, even if you've bought tickets uh, for next year, if you decide not to go, you know, when you buy from Disney directly, it's like in general, I prefer going through Undercover Tourist or Getaway Today. But the issue is like, you know, right now, like if I buy tickets for my kids in 2021, if we don't go, which I'd like to believe that we would go, but if we don't go, you know, it's harder to get my money back from Undercover Tourists or Getaway Today. Whereas if I buy them directly from Disney, I might not get my money back, but I know that I can use the value of that ticket to a future ticket, say in 2022 or 2023. Uh, You know, I think going through Disney is fine for now just because of the uncertainty, you know, the extra couple of bucks is worth it in this case. And like Leslie said, I totally agree with you, you know, buy the base ticket and then you can add up. Uh, You can add on things if you need to. Um, You know, it's much easier to add than to subtract. All right, so that does it for this episode. So thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to listen to this. And thank you so much, Leslie, for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you watching the Dapper Dance on YouTube. Thanks, Joe. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org.